Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest is Julissa Mora. She's a children's book author and illustrator and surface designer living in Austin, Texas. She made her author-illustrator debut with Baking with Abuelita, published by Random House Books for Young Readers. She enjoys creating whimsical scenes filled with cute, playful characters. She's illustrated a number of books, editorial publications, toy packaging, and puzzles, and everything else under the sun. Hi, Jaleesa. How are you doing today? I'm good, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Well, I am super excited to congratulate you on your debut. That was, it looks lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's still very surreal, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and, and I'm still kind of like taking it all in. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I know you're super busy, but I really felt like um, for those people who are listening, Julissa and I actually e-met a little bit before this. Um, well, actually, it seems like a little bit, but it was a while ago. But um, we met via Zoom and it was about teaching and being an art teacher. And Julissa was so kind to reach out. And I was like, um, I had been following you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, man, she is doing so many cool things. I need to ask her if she has even any time to be a guest on the podcast. So I am so grateful that you said yes. You're so um, sweet. But I wanted to go back to probably when you were very young to what inspired you to say, I'm going to be um, an illustrator, an artist, an author, and so many other things. So, um, well, you know, when I was really young, like I, art was always a part of me. Like I always drew. It was just in me. I always wanted to create. Um, but, you know, there was like maybe three points in my life that, you know, that really opened my eyes to like, you know, being an artist you know, and, and actually having a career in it. But at the beginning, it was um, my grandfather. He used to tell us stories when I was little. <laughs> we used to go visit him every Sunday, and he would tell us these stories, um, and he would draw them on a napkin. And then he would turn the napkin around and show it to my sister and myself. And I that, was, that blew me away, and I thought, like, wow, like, you know, I want to be able to tell stories like that, you know, and picture stories. So that, I mean, that kind of like lit a little fire in me when I was little. And I just held on to that. And, but I always, I always drew. And then um, in middle school, um, I went to a regular uh, middle school, but that turned into a magnet program. And my teacher, Miss, Miss Palmer, which I will never forget her, she was like amazing. And she basically started to um, submit all of like myself and a couple of other um kids are work into contests and i started winning contests and she would take us like if our parents were too busy pick us and do take us downtown to accept our award which was really she she meant so much to me and she made me realize that maybe i do have i have something you know that's being recognized and then um at that point i thought well maybe i'll just go into teaching you know i'll become an art teacher and when I was going to the community college, the Ringling, the art school that I went to, they came and gave a presentation and that blew my mind. I, I couldn't believe just, you know, all the, the, just all the careers or everything that you can go into as a, as an artist. Like I had no idea what animation was. That's when I got introduced to animation, graphic design, um, fashion design, photography, all the things. Right. And so I knew then that I had to do something, um, in, in the arts, you know, and I knew but I wasn't as limited as I thought I was before, and I needed to go to that school. <laughs> so I did everything that I possibly could to go there. That's and that's when it started. Yeah. 
Um, but then yeah. after Ringling, where where was your first like? I know this wasn't in my original question, so I apologize for putting you on the spot. So, um, because I know from you know reading um, your biography, could you mm-hmm. go into a little bit more detail about like after Ringling, then like um, some of the other jobs that you had, art careers that, that you know fields that you were in. Okay, so I'll just, yeah, so I'll just go over like the highlighted ones that kind of led me to where I'm at now. When I first graduated, one of my first jobs was at a newspaper working as an illustrator for all the departments. So I illustrated the editorial, the sports section, and, you know, um, I would create maps. And so I did that for a little while. And then um, I worked for um, another department at a university and I started to lay out books where I started to learn more about the whole graphic design and just feel more familiar with all of the programs with Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign. Um, I would create logos and I'd create um, covers for the professors. And then while I was there, my dream job, because they did come, one of my dream jobs, they did come to visit Ringling was working at a greeting card company. Um, so. American, I so I started submitting my work to American Greetings and Hallmark, and American Greetings called me, and they they asked me to come in for an interview, and and then I that's when I really fell in love with like the whole cutesy like whimsical world, and when and so I got the job there, and I learned so much while I was there, because they while you're working there, they have visiting artists that come in, they have classes that they give you, um, and then just being a part of the team and learning like just how just the whole the, all the steps of designing the card and then you know coming up with a color palette and all that that taught me so much and it prepared me for um just the children's market really yeah <laughs> it's perfect because your stuff just fits so well into that market and all of those things that you did help kind of build upon it and that's fantastic Definitely. I, I really give, I mean, I don't, I, I really learned so much there. I, it was definitely a stepping stone into the children's market career because, and especially my color palette too, because they, I learned all about my color palette. I got it all from most of it from, from American Greetings. Yes. And you also then added teaching because that's kind of where we connected. So I kind of <laughs> wanted to hear what, what got you interested in teaching as well. So yes, and I appreciate you because you were so kind to just set up that interview or to set up that time with me and just kind of like help me out a little bit. I so when I first graduated from from Ringling, I taught I taught uh, adult painting classes for like two years, and I absolutely loved it. And I loved connecting with 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 the people, and I loved taking what I know and simplifying it and sharing it with others. You know, just kind of like breaking it down to like just you know just like the simple steps and just sharing with others and then seeing like other people really get it and just like mm-hmm. run with it is like amazing like it I really really enjoyed that so I did that and then I just I cut because of moving around in different jobs I just kind of left it behind and then I just every time late like last five years whenever I mentioned my career like people ask me well do you teach because I'm around kids because ever since I had my daughter I'm around a lot of kids and a lot of moms <laughs> So they would ask me, you know, do you teach, do you teach? And I just, you know, I, I, I wasn't teaching. So I, I would just say, tell no. And then finally, um, I met this woman that had the most amazing studio, magical place that I just wanted to like sleep there. <laughs> I'm like, can I, 
the TikTok kids. And I thought if this is, if I'm going to teach, it's going to be here. And maybe this is the time. And my daughter was already like six, seven. Um, so I, I reached out to her and I asked her and then, you know, I started, I reached out to you and then I started to come up with a curriculum and I did it. I did it for, I think I taught, um, for probably, I think, th- yeah, we were, there were three classes and they were about six weeks, um, each. And I have to tell you, I really enjoyed it and the kids loved it. And it was, you know, and I got, you know, that feeling that I get when, when I saw the kids, when they really understood what I was sharing with them and they, and they created such beautiful pieces. Um, and even the storytelling when they would create their books and I saw how proud they were, but I have to tell you, because I'm juggling my, my life as a, you know, freelance illustrator, my life as a, a mom, my mom role, my wife's role and, you know, and then, um, to also teach it really, I, it was, I was basically like stretching myself out too thin and I, I had to choose, you know, which one I was going to give up. I mean, what, you know, obviously it was that, that one because that was the third one that I couldn't give up my freelance career. <laughs> but so I had to just step away because I, I was really burnt out and it takes a lot. And the thing is when I'm teaching, like I want to make sure that, you know, I was prepping a lot and I wanted to, you know, just give them all the information that I had and really be present and really be there with them. And that takes a lot of energy, as you know. Because <laughs> you're a teacher. Yes. And I think people who initially when they um, like when I've talked to young in service teachers, they're, you know, going in and doing observations. They don't realize like they come in, they drop in during the times we are teaching. But then there's the after hours, the like you said, the prep, like that was the most amount of time. Yes. Yes. And so all of that to just be kind of prepared so you don't get caught off guard with, oh, I didn't have enough of this or I don't have this, you know, and also presentations and demos and all of those little things that go into it. But I saw on your Instagram, they looked adorable. And that place that you mentioned, I think you had a few pictures posted. I was like, yeah, oh, this is lovely. Yes, yes. It was really lovely. And I wish I could continue. And I even told her, like, you know, I I might come back, but I just needed to take a break because I just, you know, it was just a lot. Like you said, it was all the prepping, all the, the amount of hours that I spent in date before, you know, and then after. And, you know, so. But it was it was a great experience. And hopefully I'll go back to it again. Yeah, that's the thing. You can always go back. I tell people it's really I think it's um, your mindset about like because I'm like repicking up a, a freelance illustration career that many, many years uh, over a decade ago started and then stopped to teach. And then you go like, oh, well, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and just go like and if anything. It's you know, there's ebbs and flows and and where we are in our life. So yeah, so I'm glad you got a lot of joy out of it. I know the kids got a wonderful experience from spending time with you. And also because you're, you know, you're a professional artist, you know, like, these things really do, you know, apply. So that's great. Thank you. So on top of all the things that you're doing, you are also writing your own stories. So I wanted to ask you, um, your your debut book baking with abuelita mm-hmm. how did that get started where where did those seeds of inspiration that storytelling of that particular book you know come from okay so basically like i so i've been doing like as you mentioned at the beginning i've done a lot of surface design work i did a lot of educational work which i still love you know i you know and i've done i don't know i've 
like you said, puzzles and games and all that. You know, I've done all of that and I loved it. But I felt like as artists, we're always looking to grow, right? And so during the pandemic, I started writing as many others probably did or just I just started like digging in deep, right? And and, and just try and just um, journaling and, you know, asking myself those questions like, what is it that I want to do next? And so I started writing. I just started writing my story, like my story. I thought, well, um, what what would I want to share about myself if I ever, illust- you know, author illustrated a book? Like, what would it be? Right. So I just started playing around. And I and actually, this was not my first idea. I have another story that I'm, that I've rewritten and rewritten. <laughs> and it's sitting there, you know, and and, you know, my agent, she's so amazing. And she she's just she keeps pushing me. And so I'm hoping that eventually, you know, we'll finish that one. But this one, um, this one was a part of the first story I wrote because the first story I wrote, it was only, it was three stories in one. Um, and um, what happened was that after I wrote it, critique group, I still have a critique group here that I shared it with them. And they they said that, you know, that sounds like three stories in one. And so I said, OK, so, you know, I, I broke it apart and then um, I worked on it. And then I found a mentorship through Las Musas. I don't know if you've ever heard about it before. And um, I, you know, I was able to, you know, um, I got accepted in the mentorship and um, Angela Dominguez was absolutely amazing. I don't know if you know her. She's author of, of Stella Diaz. Maria Had a Little Lamb. I mean, Ablama, sorry. Um, and she's just, she was amazing because she taught me um, a lot of like tips and exercises and the writing process and just kind of walk me through it. And that really helped me out a lot. And then um, from there, um, my agent worked with me and I came up with the Baking with Abuelita story. Um, and we, and they, you know, we, they sold it and I was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just kind of a dream come true. Yeah, I could, it was just, um, you know, it's like, and that's one thing. It's like, I feel like I, I started messy, you know, and I feel like that's, that's normal. I'm starting to realize more nowadays that as long as you, you just put it out on paper and you keep working, working it and you share it and, and, you know, you just keep like fine tuning it until you have something to share and just, yeah. And that's how it started. And that's kind of like how it happened. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. You work so hard to have that story out there, you know, out on the bookshelves. And I'm curious because like everybody's different and there's nothing wrong yes. with however anybody works. But yeah, I've, I've had uh, some illustrators, they say, I started with the words first, then I go into pictures. Some say I started with the pictures, then go into the words. Some people do like a hybrid version of a little bit of the words, then go into the pictures, kind of back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. how did you work through um, the process of that book dumbing? I think it's I think it's probably hybrid, but I actually do start with writing first. I get up so, and I'm probably going into another part of your, your questions, but I write first because I write. See, my storytelling is based off of my childhood experiences. And then what I do is I get, you know, we all have the creative license to like, I also include a little bit of my experiences with my daughter, you know, and I pull from different parts of my life and I create a story that way. But it it basically starts off from my childhood memories, you know, and that's, how, and that's, and you know, and that's what I want to write from. And that's, you know, where I feel comfortable writing. And also too, which we didn't talk about is the style of writing. Um, which felt more comfortable for me is Spanglish because I grew up speaking Spanish first, but then I transitioned into Spanglish being, you know, from Miami and, and I'm Hispanic. And I, so when I started writing, I thought that 
that was kind of like an interesting like little niche that I wanted to see would you know if it would actually sell or um if it would work you know and this was this was you know like a couple of years ago this is like in 2020 right um and so that's when I felt the most comfortable because it sounded right and I and when I write I think about the rhythm you know and and I use those Spanish I, I insert those Spanish words where you know where they feel right or it sounds right and it feels natural um and also kind of makes it a little bit humorous you know um so and fun to read for kids but um but I do really write a lot first and then and then I'll go in and I'll create like you know a piece of art here and there you know try to get that vision on paper but I it's but like you said everybody works differently like I don't create like some people create like a whole dummy of you know of the art first and then they write some people write and they create the whole dummy but I kind of go back and forth until I know I have I know I feel good I understand like okay I have a I have a couple scenes like I kind of visualize it now and my story's first written out first and then that's when I submit it to my agent and then she'll see if you know she shares it you know and see if anybody's interested wonderful that must have been so exciting just like getting that news from your agent that it's gonna be a book <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I couldn't believe it I know it was very exciting I was I yeah I was just like you know it, yeah I was extremely excited trust me I jumped up and down and probably screamed <laughs> and then I had to ask because your daughter like what did she think oh my gosh she's the best she's so sweet and like she's just you know, she's so proud. I feel like she doesn't say it, but I know whenever she's, she loves sharing it, buy my book anywhere, she gets excited, but she'll tell, like, she told all her teachers and her friends. And when it came out, you know, I shared it with my whole community. And so when it, when it was published, and so I was able to share with her, with the librarian, the librarian at, at her school has it. And, you know, and so, and she's always talking about it. She always embarrasses me because I get embarrassed because, you know, so... But yeah, I mean, she's just really proud and she's, she's, she loves, and she's a little artist herself. So it's, yeah. <laughs> so wonderful. And so you get to have that joint love of creating and watching what she's developing and how far she can go. If she chooses, that's the direction she wants to do. That's fantastic. Yes. Yes. She writes, she writes a lot of books herself. Now she, I have, I have so many collections of like just little small zine type things you know that she does and so she I just I'm always amazed <laughs> whenever she shows me anything or anything she does a lot I mean sometimes she's just like doodling but like she's pretty talented I call her she's like my little art director I have her look at my stuff and she has a good eye she's she's the seven going on eight but she is she's gonna she's gonna do something creative in her life I know Wonderful. That's great. Hold on to those. Those will be worth something. I know, right? Know. And then, you know, they have a book and they're like, oh, let's put our work in this well, show and all that yeah, stuff. And that's why me. <laughs> process and stuff. And because well, I, I love seeing that when people show like, you know, because I think a lot of times, especially, I don't know, anybody who wants to first get into doing art and they find that, oh, I really want to do this. But sometimes I think that idea that Oh, I should get it right away, but it takes time. I think oh, it takes so much time. Yeah, I don't think like just like I've had to. I've started learning um, Korean, um, so I grew up speaking it, and then I lost oh. the ability to speak Korean. I focused on English, and then I was like, oh, it was like one of those little regrets. I was like, I really want to go back and see if oh, I can yeah. do this. 
And it is hard. I was like, people were like, oh, well, you spoke it when you were little. I was like, no, that's like, I'm fully English. <laughs> really? So you don't remember any of it, huh? Like, well, it's like the uh, family terms, like, you know, <laughs> mom, dad, those kind of things were fairly ingrained. But like the sentence structures and things mm -hmm. are different than in English. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of the... um hierarchy of how when depending on who you speak to if it's a grandparent versus oh. um, a childhood friend okay you speak differently to them so that was a learning curve but it's getting easier but I've told myself just like making art or good art that I'm proud of it will take time because um, I, I mean it takes people a long time just to even learn whatever their native you know tongue is so I think it's just normal that there we have those aspirations like i want to be here yeah. gonna just take time take time That's yeah true. yeah but i appreciate your honesty sharing you know that uh -huh. process behind because i get so excited when i hear wow, that's how you do it and yet you you know we're all making the same thing i always feel like we're all cooks but we cook you know i don't know different ways of cooking and you know seasoning our food you know like yeah. some people like it a little savory some people like it a little sweet yeah um yeah and then you get this gourmet kind of um you know meal at the end of it that people can enjoy yes i appreciate too whenever i i love love like learning about other people's process i love it because i get that same way too i'm just like oh wow that's how you do it okay you know and it's exciting you know that just that everybody has their own way of creating, whether, you know, whether it's writing or, or creating art, but they have their own process. And we all, you know, it's just exciting for me, too. When I see other people are doing yeah, and I have to say, you guys have a fantastic um, SCBWI, as for those who are listening, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Texas is like a really great group of authors and illustrators mm. and you guys seem very friendly and i'm i apologize a little nosy on social media but i see oh, you guys no. it's like get together in group photos i saw that oh, on our instagram i thought so, that was really cool i mean i yes so we i feel so lucky that i came into this community um there's the society of children which is a great community every time i move to any you know any any state like i always join i've been a member for god knows how many years but and then i it's always fun getting to know the members here and then there's there's like a separate little group called the girl illustrators that i became you know a part of which has which has been like such a blessing because they're the ones that inspired me to write because when i first joined the group we all share we, we meet once a month and we all share our projects and what we're working on and i remember at like I wasn't writing. I was I was doing like, you know, I was, I was doing all my commission work, all my freelance work, which was fine. And I was content. But then they opened my mind like and I would they would share their stories and their books. And I thought, what? It made me, you know, kind of like look in and ask, like, why am I not writing? Why? Like, who says I can't write? You know, I told myself that I couldn't write because that's not that was not my identity growing up. My identity was being an artist. Right. But they, it's like just being a part of that. So it's so important, like who you're surrounding yourself with, because they were so encouraging and so positive, you know, and they made me believe that in myself that I, that I could come up with a story, or, you know, or, or what is my story, you know? So that's, so that, so yes, yeah, so we meet and, um, and, and I told, like, I tell them, I mean, like, and I think a lot of them 
feel the same way. Like maybe they first, the, when you first join, you're not writing and then you see all the others and then you start writing and they're all very successful. They're, they're so um, kind and honest and their feedback is amazing. You know, whenever we all, we share and they critique, we critique each other's work and um, it's such a, it's such a beautiful group to be a part of, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I can see that joy in your social media posts with those group mm -hmm. get togethers and I was like, they really like each oh, other. Yeah. That's fantastic. It I just laugh the most with them. Like, you know, when you're, whenever I'm around other artists and illustrators, I feel childlike. I don't know if that happens to you. <laughs> and I get to like, just kind of like, you know, like just relax and be me. And not that I'm not being anywhere else, but it's just different, you know? And so we just say jokes, like, it's just fun, you know, like we're just kind of, it's just a fun. And, you know, we, we share everything, but we're just kind of really open and it's nice. It's nice to have that. Yeah, you found your people. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so with all of these different things that you're doing, how do you, do you have any tips for managing work-life balance? Did you find things that have been conducive? And especially mm -hmm. because you are a mother, um, I think it's challenging for anybody who has, um, you know, children that you, you know, you you don't want to miss out on their growing up and the parts yes. of their life. And um, so how do you manage that? Okay, that's a really good question. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's hard, you know? And so this is what I have found that has worked for me, that I'm still, I mean, I'm still constantly trying to figure out ways to carve out time to do my art, to carve out more time, you know? But the things that have worked for me, two things is, um, getting up, I get up early. Um, and sometimes, you know, I don't get up as early as I like, but I try to get up about an hour before my daughter gets up. Um, so that, that, that quiet time is, is very magical because I'm not, there's I'm not expecting any emails. No one's going to knock on the door. Um, you know, the dog's not going to ask me to take, no one's up, you know, it's so, it's just so quiet and I can actually hear my thoughts. I get a lot done. And then the other thing is um, a couple years back, like, I mean, everybody has their way of, of scheduling and planning, but I plan my week, you know, a week in advance, like either Saturday or Sunday, like I'll sit down and I learned this from this lady. It's called Living Well Planner. She has this business and she like, she teaches you how to like, um, she, it's called, well, it's just like a brain dump and, and basically you I have like a piece of paper that I look at and like it goes there's a list of stuff that says you know like what do you have on your mind um let's see if I can find it I can't find it right now but it's okay like you know what's what's going on in your you know in your work career or like what kind of you know um what like chores do you have or what do you have like you need to do for your home or you know it like it breaks it down and I write everything down and then after you do that I categorize it into like three sections, like the must do's, should do's, and will like to do's. And then there, and then, you know, the must do's are my goals and my deadlines. The should do's are like laundry and things around the house, you know, or, and then the would like to do's are like, I don't know, you know, something that it's in the future that I like to do now, just kind of get out of the way. And then I plug that into my, I have to tell you, it's all about being organized. And, and so that was, I did not know how to plan like that. And I, and she, that this system has worked, 
where I'm able to, you know, keep track of my stuff and my daughter's stuff because she has a lot of stuff going on with all her, you know, extracurricular activities outside of school and um, the things going on in school. And, and I'm always not on top of it. Trust me, like, thank God for the other moms and friends that I'll, I'll be talking to them outside and they'll remind me, you know, like, by the way, this is going, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just reminded me, you know? And so it's just a juggling act. And so I just do my best, honestly. But um, those, yeah, that's the scheduling and getting up early. And then I just do my best. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Because I haven't had anybody really talk about the brain, you call it a brain dump like that. And that, yes. and then to break it up like that. Yes, because you have all those things. That has helped me out so much because I get it. I start to get not, I don't know if it's anxiety a little bit. When I start, when I know I have all these deadlines coming up and then I have all this stuff for my daughter and I just get, oh my God, I'm, I get into this thing where I feel like I'm not going to get anything done. But as soon as I write it all down and then I spread it all out on my calendar and I'm like, okay, well, I, I think I'm going to have time to do all of this. It's going to be okay. And then I feel better. I'm not to breathe. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I like the part that you talk about physically writing it down. I think for me, because everybody, like people have recommended different software options and things like that. But I feel like sometimes for me, mm. I have this disconnect with the digital part of when I write. It's almost like I'm good with my calendar, my actual like for like blocks, uh, like I have an appointment or something, you know, I need mm. to, but I'm not good with like putting it all in there. And so I like this idea of listing and then kind of organizing it into these manageable categories. Yes. And it's and it's a lot of rewriting because like I'm writing it down, I'm brain dumping it and then I'm transferring onto this little must do ABC, you know, D list. And then I plug it into my a, ca a paper calendar. And then I also have the Google because when I have my phone and I'm having to schedule stuff in, you know, just kind of like in the spare of the moment. And so I have to look at that, too. And so it is a lot of writing everything down, like maybe a little bit repetitive, but not really because to me, like the more I write it down and the more I see it, then I got, I got my week down. Like I know what's going on, you know? And if I don't do that, there's been times where like I didn't brain dump that week and it's just like, I feel like a mess. I feel like, I don't know, you know, like I'm like, what's today? I don't know. I even know what's going on. Yeah. So I have, when I, I do it, I do it like 95% of the time, 98% of the time, but every once in a while, you know, because something happens that I didn't get to brain dump and then I'm brain dumping like on Tuesday or Wednesday, like I'm just so fine. <laughs> and I'm curious because this wasn't in my list of questions. So the things that are in the future goals, mm -hmm. how do you feel like, because I've wondered, cause sometimes this happens to me. Cause like that, um, like the anxiety you mentioned, um, that, that is very much me. <laughs> like when I get overwhelmed with things and the writing down helps, but then like, do you how do you handle it when a future goal if you don't meet it does that bother you do you just let it go or does it just end up like if you put it back on your list you're fine yeah so there's yeah so basically if there's a future goal like big goals because this is what this is what this lady from the being well planner taught you're always going to get the must do's done and the sh you know the should but the like like the deadlines like you're always going to do that stuff right you're always going to do all the things that you have to do, but the big, big goals, like the ones that you, you know, like one day you hope you do like writing a story, like you have to keep transferring that over, make that the priority. Um, and there's like a, I have like a box above like my to-do list that says, what's the mo most important goal or task for you this week? I, and I just write it there just so that it's a visual, like my, I really should, I really need to keep working on that 
her story, you know, that I really want to put out about myself, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, they're all about myself, but it's, you know, it's, it's, I, well, I don't want to say what it is, but I really want to work on that story because I really believe in that story and I want to share it with kids, you know? Um, and, and so I always put that on the top and, and, and every so often, if I have a little time in the morning, I'll, I'll look at it again and I'll edit it, but I don't put any pressure on myself because I've learned not to do that with my daughter. I've learned not to get um, angry at myself because I'm not getting anything done. I don't know if angry is a word, but just like, you know, disappointed or anything like that. Like, I just have to let it go. I just keep, you know, just keep transferring it to the next week and the next week, just so that it's there and I see it. Thank you. I really appreciate that because oh. I feel like the things you're saying, I was like, oh, that is me. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just one of those things I just... It, <laughs> Um, I'm going to try it. And, and, you know, that's the thing I go, like, I learned so much from talking to people because everybody has this unique way of working. And I go like, I'll try it. And it doesn't hurt because the thing is it might work for, for me, you know? And, and if I, if it doesn't work, at least I tried it. And then it gives me something to, you know, build upon. So I really appreciate that. Sure. Now, if you could go back to that younger you and go back in a time machine and give yourself some advice about this creative journey that you're making, what would that be? No, no, I thought about this a lot, you know, and I feel like it's just, I mean, you just got to embrace the journey and and just know that everything's going to be okay and to trust yourself, you know, just to trust yourself. And I mean, I always worked hard, so I wouldn't tell myself to work harder. <laughs> I was always, you know, I always had a goal, but just to know that, that, um, it's going to, it's going to be okay. And also too, that, that you can do anything you want to do, you know, that you can be a writer if you want to be, or as long as you work, you work on it every day and it's okay to be messy. Those are the things. Yeah. Cause I always thought, you know, if, if it didn't, if it wasn't perfect or it had to come out a certain way, but that's not how life works. The older you get, you realize that, that people start, you know, messy and, and then, the, and you know, you just kind of um, work with that and you, and I guess I'm just referring to like the writing process because I never thought that I was actually going to ever write anything. So I go like, oh, you never thought you were going to write anything. Now you have a book. And I know. So I mean, fantastic. I think it's something I know. Yeah. So uh, out of the work that you put in, the perseverance that you continued to, you know, to get it to that point and yeah. It, and how did you feel when you held the physical book in your hands that is like, oh. I I mean, I felt like I I felt good, I guess. I don't know. I get I get like really like, I don't know, um, shy about it. But I mean, it felt good, you know, that I was able to like share a little bit of me, you know, and that I mean, it's just it's a step into reading, you know, and I feel like I'm comfortable with with that. And um, I don't know, like I it felt I felt good about it i don't know what else to say <laughs> well it's such an accomplishment julissa i mean it yeah it truly is and um i appreciate you sharing that and i was wondering is there anything that you could talk a little bit about what you're currently working on um so i have i have another um story that might be coming out soon. or not actually not soon i have but i have another story that um will be coming out uh in 2025 it's crazy because it's like it takes a long time so i'm really excited about that 
And so, yeah. And then I'm, I'm still working on my, you know, the original, you know, story that, um, that I've been editing, you know, and working on and trying to craft and, um, that's, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. You're just like going like a, like a rocket, just going up. And then, you know, I think that's awesome. And to say that. And is there anyone that you want to like mention that you're grateful for? On oh, your gosh. Oh, my gosh. So many people. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's, you know, my, my art teacher, Mrs. Pullen, you know, like she was, you know, a, a great mentor um, for me. And then, um, I don't know, my, my parents, my family. <laughs> and then, oh, well, you know, Angela Dominguez was amazing. I've also taken a mentorship with uh, Giuseppe. I don't know, uh, the illustration department. He was Oh my gosh, he's just yeah, he's amazing. He's been great. Um, just all the people like Girl Illustrators and just all the people in my life that have really helped me out. You know that I, I just appreciate them all. My husband, my, my daughter, <laughs> wonderful. And since this is a podcast and no one can see um, your work, and it's, yeah. it's amazing the body of work that you've done. You do so many different types of work. And I always think anybody who can do that, that shows a high level of skill and ability. So where can they go see your work? Um, well, and you know, on my website, julisamora.com, um, Instagram, at julisamora, and then my agent site, which is Painted Words. And... Um, yeah, I mean, you can find my books on Amazon, Target, yeah, wherever they're, wherever books are sold. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening to My Creative Life. Please follow and like this podcast and get notifications about future episodes. And Jaleesa, thank you so much for your time. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. All right. Bye, everybody.